Yo, welcome back to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast, your number one podcast for recalibrating your mindset. Today we got an amazing episode of a man, Chris Williams. It's all about the power of building communities, but what he does specifically is works on masterminds and really making people understand the value behind tiny communities, having a mentor to be able to go to, and that's what we're breaking down today. In the future, I'm thinking about starting my own. Uh, I've been fortunate to be in some masterminds, so it's awesome. The community aspect, the networking of who you meet, but you're actually putting yourself in a community that wants you to excel. They're helping you in every step of the way. It's been kind of crazy because throughout those communities, I've made more friends there than I have anywhere in life. And these are friends that I'm going to keep around for the rest of my life. So that was pretty awesome. Chris is an amazing dude. You guys are going to love him. Sure, why they act like tools can't win at the same time? Sporting yourselves and scaling your business with me and mine. When the kitchen got hot, we kept it moving. There's always room for improvement. You got the juice, you gotta prove it. Don't talk about it, just do it. That's what we like to call out for influence. Really ain't no telling what we could do it. Just a little bit of out for influence. Made it to the top floor from the sewage with a little help from out for influence. My man, Chris, thank you for coming on the Winner's Paradigm, brother. It was an honor learning about you and even talking to you before we started recording. So for people who don't know who you are, brother, would you mind giving us a brief introduction of who you are and what you're passionate about today, brother? Yeah, man, it's so great to be here and all you fans out there. It's so cool to be on the show, right? This guy's got it. He's got it set up. I love how you do this. Okay. So we're here talking mindset, talking like breaking those paradigms. And and that is my backstory. I kind of think of when I was, when we were talking earlier, I think people that come from a place of some like legit obstacles or hardship in their life actually make better entrepreneurs or start cooler ventures. And I'm not saying that people with an easy life can't, but there's something about overcoming adversity that makes us different. Uh, So anyway, we can get into all that in a minute, but yeah, dude, just stoked to be here. Absolutely. And and I appreciate you there, brother. And and that was kind of one of the things that drew me to you um, was you have all these things going on and you're really focused on helping people land their mission. And I felt like that would definitely align with us here because that's what I'm trying to do, you know, is give people those tools to really look at their situation and be like, yo, I need to make something out of this versus being like, oh, woe is me. Because woe is me only can get you nowhere versus, you know, taking responsibility and being like, hey, I need to make this work. Or in my case, you know, it was working the job where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm capped out salary wise, but I need to be able to take the leap. And that means starting a business and taking care of my little one. So I felt like you de- directly resonated with my audience. Um, so from there, brother, what is the significance you would say, you know, when building mastermind groups and really converting those to a high ticket sales offers? Yeah. So all we do, for those of you who don't know who I am, we, we teach a group coach nation. We teach people how to build high ticket masterminds. Those things that the, the best experts, authors, speakers, coaches have that high ticket private group. That's what we teach. So for me, getting into that was really a freedom play for me. So a little bit of backstory. Before this, I started a done-for-you agency, marketing agency, work with surgeons. I don't teach how to do that, but we got really good at running a marketing agency. I got my work hours down to like an hour a week. We still own that agency, and it doesn't take me hardly any time at all. So 
we started trying to sell. Now, everybody put this through your own filter. Like, think about where you are in your life. What do you know how to do? It could be start a dog walking business. It could be parenting. It could be uh, workout, diet stuff, whatever. What do you know how to do that other people ask you about? Okay, so people started asking me, Chris, why do you have so much time? You got this business. You're traveling all of a sudden all the time. You're always at Starbucks. Like, you're not working when you're at Starbucks. You get a paddleboard in your car. What in the world? Are you selling drugs? Like, how are you living the lifestyle? It was simply because I learned how to delegate, prioritize, and build some systems around me. So our first Mastermind Alumnus was all about how to do that. Like, here's what I know how to do. Other digital agency owners would come to our Mastermind all on Zoom and would learn how to actually scale, grow, and get their life back while owning a digital marketing agency. Super straightforward. I didn't realize how freeing it would be to, to sell information and transformation over doing the actual work. Does that make sense? Very Absolutely. different thing, right? And, and so that's love, that was where I started. Yeah. There, there you go, brother. And, and I love how you said that, you know, you brought people together and you were able to teach them that. Because I know that's something I'm going through as well, where it's like being very vigilant in my time and I'm real intentional with my time. So it's one of those where it's like, hey, if this doesn't align with me or if I can get help in some way, that's what I've been doing is really reaching out to those. And that's why I agree, you know, masterminds are perfect for that because you're able to have that community. And that's going to be the next thing we talk about is um, how significant are those networking relationships we build when we're able to just go somewhere like masterminds where we already have people that are exactly like us trying to do the exact same thing. So what we're doing is we're feeding off the energy. We're really building on those relationships to open up business, podcasting, or even in the future, you know, collaborating and having our own groups as well. They're life changing. So my first entry into the mastermind world was in this in this middle space when I was trying to figure out, okay, I'm running this agency, but I want to sell my information. So for several years, we had been trying to do e-courses, e-books, all that low ticket offer stuff and sell what I know how to do in leading an agency. And, and it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. We spent tons of money on ads, tons of staff hours. My agency was like funding this little expensive broken hobby I had basically. And what was going on is I was like so stuck in not being able to crack the code there. So I actually signed up for a mastermind. I went to a mastermind run by a guy who has this uh, funnel software and he lives in Boise, Idaho. So first session there in Boise with, you know, 49 or so other entrepreneurs like me, they're all super successful in the info selling space. Some of them sold products, you know, you know, it's that world. They're, they're awesome people. And I was like, Here's my story. Told them what I just told you. And they're like, Chris, cool. How's the mastermind? It's like, great guys. Been here 45 minutes. You guys are amazing. Like, I'm just super grateful to be here. And they're like, no, no, Chris, how's your mastermind? It's like, I don't have a mastermind. I'm trying to do what you guys are doing. Like, y'all are selling e-courses. I want the dream, man. Sell me some of that stuff. So it was, to answer your question, like, what's the point of being in a mastermind? It was not Russell Brunson or the other people who were helping facilitate that weekend that changed everything for me. And, and Russell Brunson would tell you the same thing. It's not about the leader of the mastermind. It's the quality of the people in the mastermind. And the other people in that room, within seven weeks, helped me start my first mastermind. They're the ones who actually made all of that happen. The mastermind leader, my leader, my job as a leader of masterminds now, again, all we do is teach experts how to build masterminds. My job is to put experts in the room together who will lean on each other. Yeah, we we guide the process, 
but they learn more from each other than they will ever learn from me or my team. And those relationships, your fellow mastermind participants are where it's at. So for for everybody like sorting this out right now, I, I know you're thinking like, well, I don't know. Is it expensive? Is it hard to achieve? Which mastermind do I pick? I'll, I get it. Lots of questions. Lean in, ask your questions. We know tons of people who do masterminds. Lean in, we'll point you to a good one. But ultimately, find one. If you can only afford $3,000, find one on your budget. If you can afford $100,000, find one on your budget. Bottom line is reach to the best mastermind you can get into that's focused on what you want to accomplish and you will change your life typically five times faster than doing it alone or hiring a one-on-one coach. Group things work. Boom. And and I love that because I'm in three of them myself. I'm in Lion's Den. Um, my business partner, Zach Babcock, just made one alpha uh, underdog and or excuse me, alpha dog pound. And it's been one of those that's awesome because it's like I've watched him through Facebook and I start adding these people and now people know who I am. And then it's one of those where it's like you're in the groups. They open up. I opened up and they're like, hey, I would love for you to be on my podcast. So I would love to be able to do business with you because I like you as a person. So it was something that going into it, I was like, oh, I don't really know. You know, I'm a starting entrepreneur. Um, I'm a veteran. You know, I came out and I'm trying to figure out my way. And it was so much easier being in that room because people can sense that. They can sense who you are. They can sense what you do. So it's a lot easier when you're already aligned to the right people. And they're like, oh man, you're trying to do this. Actually, I know somebody I can connect you with. And then vice versa, you know, where all I do is book people on shows and, and get them booked on there. So it's one of those where it's like, hey, here's the strategic game plan. If you have a sales podcast, we're going to get you in these loops, sales niches, so you can be able to deliver your offer. And that way, be like, hey, check out my podcast, check out my website. So it was one of those, you know, where it's like masterminds give me the people. So all I got to do is just build those relationships and then I can Mm -hmm. be able to build off that. So I love the way you said that, you know, what are some of the fundamental factors you need to be able to have a successful um, mastermind that's created and that also gives you that culture so you guys can be able to easily network and keep up with the camaraderie side, as well as, you know, going in and and I know all of them will have the core values and really sinking in to saying, Hey, you know, this is what we're about. And this is what we're doing with this movement. Yeah. So Linda, you're like in a perfect spot to start a mastermind. Let's use you as an example, because everybody here knows you. So obviously if you want to figure out how to like get on awesome shows, Alonis is your guy, right? Because he's got the relationships. He can go ahead and like plug you into, oh, I, need, I see where you are. I see the market you want. I know these 20 people, like you got to be on this show, this show, this show. Here's the order. Let's get it booked. That's his, that's his jam. Like lean in, ask the guy. So that's a perfect spot for a mastermind because a lot of people who are trying to get those connections they're still working out what's the key thing they're going to talk about on their podcast episodes. How are they going to get the attraction? How are they going to convert people from a podcast into a client? There's like so much there because podcasting in a vacuum is just wasting time. Podcasting with a purpose is actually getting real things done. So that's like an awesome focus because people could be like in your podcast and get to know each other, build all the stuff out they have to have, their offers, what they're going to sell to how they're crafting their offers, how they're selling their offers, how they're they're speaking it on a show and who their target like host and guesting is, that whole thing that's mastermind worthy. Okay, now all of us listening to you on a regular basis, we see you as our leader because this is the space you fill. We would love to have more time with you. That makes for a cool mastermind because you're the guy. I want to like be on a Zoom call and weekly go through this stuff and get this thing sorted and start making money, right? Okay. 
Now, the person that you got to have in your mastermind, and here's the answer to the question you're really asking is, what makes this mastermind group awesome? It's the people in there like we just talked about. And here's the three things I look for in my mastermind. And everybody, like, as you're thinking through what mastermind do I want to start? If I want to start one, like, who would I put in there? Think through it this way. These are my three criteria. One of them will fit you. The other two are wild cards, okay? I'll get to the third that'll fit everybody in a minute. First one, though, for me, I only work with experts. I teach experts how to build high-ticket masterminds. I don't want to teach you how to build your own expertise. Alundas is an expert here on getting you on the stages, the platforms, and helping you monetize a podcast. I don't know how to do that. It's not my gym. Talk to Alundas about that. His mastermind should be about that. But I can teach Alundas how to build a mastermind because he already has his own expertise. That's one thing. So think about your own market. If you're going to teach a mastermind, what do people need to show up already with? All right. Second thing for me is, for my mastermind, they got to be good communicators. I teach experts how to build masterminds. If you can't mm-hmm. communicate well, you can't lead a mastermind. Alundas, you got to work with communicators too, because you teach them to get on podcasts. They got to be able to like show up at a mic, right? Number exactly. three, and this is the universal one for everybody. Make the first two your own. Think about your audience. What do you not want to have to teach the day class starts? What do they have to like? We're not in kindergarten. We're showing up in in eleventh uh, grade high school. What do you want to be there before the class starts? Okay. Third thing, everybody has to have this. If you're going to build a mastermind, every participant has to be a natural giver. They have to be like innately wired to give more than they take. Takers who show up in masterminds get ousted pretty quickly and really mess the dynamic up. But like, for instance, our masterminds, we take 15 people at a time. We got 15 people in there who are all natural givers every session we lead. They change the world together because they're like, oh my gosh, I see what you're doing. You know, I can add to that. I've got three people I want to refer to you. You want to speak on my stage? Oh, and I got a buddy you should meet. Like all of a sudden it just starts blowing up for them. And that's not because I've got all these introductions for them. It's because I just make sure only awesome givers get to show up. Does that make sense? No, that makes a hundred percent sense. And I didn't add, um, I'm actually in the third one as well, the dad edge. Um, and that one's amazing because it's all fathers and it's really doing that. So it's one of those where it's like, Hey, I have this problem with business and really separating my time, which that's the next topic we'll go into. Um, but it's like separating my time between having my personal time and then being there for my family, being present in the moment. So it's awesome because I'm like, Hey, this is the problem I'm going to. And they're like, okay, well, give yourself some grace. You're young. You guys are moving fast, you know, and I'm talking a lot and they're like, you're going to a million miles a minute. Like it's one of those, you got to calm down. I'm like, well, that's just how life is for me. Like it's always one, 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 one onto the next thing. And, and what's next and what are we doing? And it's like, I can't slow down. So it's one of those where it's like having those people to be like, Hey, you can slow down. It's doing the things you don't want to do and really jumping in there. So in your case, brother, I know you have uh, five children and they're a little bit older now, but what is one of the ways that you're able to still have some of your self-care practices and making sure you're dialed completely in and then also able to be the dad, the husband um, that you are, brother? So, you know, when you get on an airplane, they give you a little speech about putting your uh, oxygen mask on before you put your kid's oxygen mask on, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, let's talk about that as a life example, right? The thing is, when the oxygen masks drop in an airplane, it's only ever happened in one airplane I've ever been in, and it was not a big deal. You know? But when it happens, that's a season. It's a moment in your life where you're like, oh, this matters right now. And you get stuff done really, really fast. Okay. 
but everything else is not on your mind. For, for that moment, you're like, what? Oxygen mask, put them on, then serve the person next to me. Now that's just a season though, because two minutes before that, you're just flying along, having a good time, watching a movie on your phone. And five minutes after that, everybody's like, whew, that was scary, but glad everything's okay. Life has seasons like that. And we can't be at full alert, oxygen mask dropping all of our lives. We will all get exhausted. But when that moment comes, you got to have the foresight. And I, I applaud what you're doing, being in a mastermind with other dads, like specific mentorship and partnership in your life to say, this is that moment where I get to speak into your life, you and my life. And you say, Chris, you got to stop for a minute put on the oxygen mask and take a breather. If that's a long weekend camping, if it's going for a drive in the country, if it's just taking an hour off earlier every day to go for a walk, whatever it is, make that choice. And, and the rest of those seasons in life, there has to be intentional parameters around work, or let me say it this way, <laughs> intentional parameters around our favorite addictions, okay? Now, I have no problem with drinking alcohol or working out or eating ice cream or going on vacations or using a credit card. That's, those are things of life, right? But any of those things out of balance will ruin your life. And a lot of us are so driven, we become health fanatics. We become work fanatics. We become one relationship fanatics at the exclusion of all others. We become alcohol fanatics, whatever we like dive into deep. I don't know that any of those things are like totally wrong if done with moderation, but the trick of a lot of this is just, okay, here's the life I want. And is any of this stuff owning me? Because if it is, I need to dial that back and get it under control and work with a group of people in a mastermind, whatever that would help me with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I love the way you said that. And it kind of makes more sense now as you were, you were jumping into, and we raised over it earlier. We'll touch on it now. You know, how significant is it to have those integrators that allow you to really take away some of that time for you? Because I know right now um, you're not working as much, you know, you have it all dialed in to where it's like, you're extremely focused on what you're doing. And then those other parts are delegated, they're taken care of. Um, so you can really do what you're good at. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you know, what are some of the things that we can do um, that allows us to get those good integrators that can carry our vision, but at the same time, allow us to be able to be there in all aspects of life, be there in the business and really be fully present, you know, whenever we do execute our time, whether it's a podcast that we're doing, or it's maybe a speaking event, or maybe in the mastermind. Um, and it allows us to really just connect hundred percent and be like, Hey, this is exactly what I do. This is how long I do it for. And then I'm still able to be the dad, still able to be the husband. Yeah. That was a good question. So I'm gonna give you three things. And, and I live by these three things all the time. Number one, this is like super practical folks. So just Take notes and actually do it. Like start today. Number one, do a time study on yourself. Y'all are going to hate me in about two weeks. But for now, do a time study. Get a spreadsheet out, a Google sheet, so you can use on your phone or your computer, wherever you are, and start typing in literally everything you're doing and how much time it takes. If you're going to go sit in the bathroom for five minutes, yeah, you, put it down. If you're going to go in there and answer emails on your computer for an hour and a half while you're watching a movie with your kids, put it down. Did you watch a movie or did you do emails? Like write down what you actually did during that time. Do that for two weeks straight. Pick two weeks that aren't like one of them's a vacation. Okay. 
Then analyze that. You're going to have a long list to analyze it. Analyze it by a couple of ways. Like over there, you can see on the on the left hand side. Let me just kind of help you visualize this. On the left hand side, under column A, you're going to have the the thing you did: emails, meetings, podcasts, whatever. Then you're going to have how much time it took: twenty minutes. And then the next thing over there, you're going to have: did I love it or hate it? Or neutral? You can you give it a range: five star, Google reviews, whatever you want to do. Love it or hate it, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And and then you're going to add all those things up, and you're going to find that the things you hate doing are often the things that are easiest to delegate. And you're gonna say, Chris, it's emails, I hate emails, but nobody can answer emails like me, BS. Lots of people can and way better. So delegate those things that take a lot of your time that you hate doing first, like, like spend a month, get your time study done, learn what you need to delegate and go through the pain of finding someone to help you do that and hand it off. And they'll quit. You have to find somebody else. And they'll quit. You have to find someone. I don't care. Quit your whining. Find somebody and delegate. If you can't get there, you won't get far. Because, Alanis, you know this. We're we're only as big as we are. If, if, do we? Do you video this? Is this video too, or just audio? This is audio, and then we'll use the video snippets to be able to put out there for both of us. Okay, cool. So for you audio listeners, I'm standing in my studio. I have a huge foam filled room. I'm basically a crazy guy stuck in a, in a padded cell. So arms outstretched here. I'm 6'3". My tip to tip wings, I'm 6'3 from fingertip to fingertip stretched out here. I'm only that big. And that's a pretty decent reach. But with my team tip to tip around, we can cover a lot of space until you learn to delegate. You're not going to get any bigger than you. So start there. Yes, you can delegate a little to systems. I get it. You got to freaking crack the code on getting a person in your life to help you. Okay, that's number one. Can I go to number two or do you have questions about number one? No, that was perfect. Let's go to number two, brother. (laughs) All right. Number two is a tough one also. Number two, you got to decide what's going to get you to your desired result the fastest. Now, I'm not a pie in the sky guy. I don't think big dreams and get all excited at weekend conferences and then try to execute. I used to do that and yeah, crash and burn. We all know that. I'm talking like, look at your list of things you did. Look at your time study, delegate what you can. The things you got to retain and focus on are the things that are probably going to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. If you're talking entrepreneurship, let's say you're talking about being a parent then the thing you got to focus on is what moments throughout the day do I need to actually make sure I'm fully present for? Like right now, my kids are back in school. Um, So every day I'm, I'm make sure that my day ends in time for me to do carpool for my last two teenagers who can't drive yet. I got just a few more months left of 45 minutes a day in a car with them. That's critical time because once they're back home with the laptop open doing homework, I don't talk to them that much. That's the stuff that you got like zone in and say, these are the snippets of the day, work, personal uh, relationships, health, whatever that matter. Okay. Identify that and put those on your calendar and commit with you, your family, your friends, whoever you got to, to say, folks, these are the things that are the most important. Believe it or not, that's not going to be eight hours of stuff a day. It's not. Exactly. It's going to be just, we're talking a couple hours of this is the 15 to 30 minute block that matters in this category. This is where it goes. I'm not compromising here. That makes sense? Absolutely. Okay. Point number three, then, if you're ready for that, 
Let's do it, brother. Okay. Be all there in those time blocks. That's it. Be all there. Right now, buddy, you and I are the only people on this Zoom call. I'm recording this, sir, but I was going to listen to it. I have nothing else open in front of me. My phone's over there. Like, I'm not doing anything else. I am all here. Because this is all that matters to me right now. This is on my calendar. If I wanted three things on my calendar, like podcasting and checking email and looking at Facebook Messenger feed, then I should have put that on my calendar as a three thing, not as a one thing. So, so important though, when we get in the car with our kids or when we get on a sales call or when we get leading our own masterminds, like what is the thing you promised to do during that time that only do that one thing? If you notice, um, this is a really interesting thing to look at really uh, like, I'm going to say attractive world leaders. And I do not mean their physical appearance on the front of People Magazine. I mean, they're, they're captivating and they draw you in and don't repel you. You probably know some of those people in your personal life as well. Like somebody who's like, every time I'm with that person, I feel like I'm the only human on the planet. That's how much they make me feel like I matter. That's a hard skill to master. But 90% of that is shutting up and putting everything else down and just being there with the person. And there's lots of world leaders we all see on TV and social media all the time from all walks of life, media, sports, politics, religion, whatever, who are like, oh my gosh, this person's really good at that. Um, and that's it's rare, but it's doable. And that just means own those little time blocks. So do your time study, delegate the stuff you should not be doing that's drain the life out of you. Absolutely. Own those time blocks that are the most important places and pieces in your, in your world, and then be 100% there. Try it for a month and adjust if you need to, but don't give up on day one. Man, you unpack, you unpacked a lot, excuse me there, brother. And I love that because my other business partner, Tim, he's big into that. And he's always saying, hey, everything you're doing, you need to record it. So go on Zoom, go on uh, Loom and, and record something so you can be able to show, hey, this is how we do this function. This is why we do it. Do all those specifics. So when, when you are delegating it and if people go through, you already have the videos, you already have all the training. So you don't have to take a lot of time and you can show them one time, be like, hey, here's these videos and just have it to where you already have those procedures taken care of. So then it's streamlined. And then what's funny is you're talking about time blocking and being very specific and intentional with that time. Um, I actually read a book that my partner Zach gave me and it was uh, the one thing by Gary Keller. And it just really talks about that, you know, time blocking and being serious and intentional about your time. And it was something for me that I was like, no, but I would say what made it even better for me was beyond the business realm where it was like, all right, well, I need to put my daughter down for a nap. So I'm going to put an hour in and I'm going to have it to where like I can literally lay there with her. And if she goes to sleep, then I can get on to something else. But if not, I have an hour to where it's that. And now it's like, I'm starting to appreciate it more where I'm like, you know what, this is a frustrating day. I had to cancel an appointment, but it's like, how many times am I really going to do that? And then when it, when she gets older, it's going to be like, those are the things I miss is playing with her when she was little and canceling appointments. So I can be able to be there for her because later yeah. on, she's going to be in school or she's going to get too old and we're not going to have that time. So for me, it's like admiring those things. And then I would say also, you know, putting date night in there, or I'm going to go shopping with the wife or going to target with her for the night. And it's one of those where it's like, don't check your phone, put it on airplane mode, turn it off. And I would say like, it's helped me connect more. So I love that you mentioned those things, brother, because those are so significant for people. And I feel like 
in entrepreneurship, you know, like we said, a thousand miles a minute or even a million and just doing all these things to where it's like we miss out on those small aspects of life. So last thing I'll tell you, brother, is the canned question I give everybody here. What would you tell that person who's back at square one like we were? They're working on recalibrating their mindset. They're trying to align themselves with their definition of success. Hmm. First of all, good for you for being back at square one, whoever you are. Like, yay you. I mean that sincerely. I've been back at square one dozens of times because that's entrepreneurship. It's not just going to be today. You're going to do this again, square one thing in a year or two. It's okay. So get good at that part. It's not bad to be at square one. It's honestly the place that brings the most clarity and opportunity. So square one, folks. Oh, I love that. Man, sometimes I wish I was at square one. Square one, folks. Stop, stop, stop. Like, like after you listen to this, make a few notes, whatever, like freaking stop. Don't go to the next episode. Don't turn on social media and don't turn on your TV. Stop. Get your own brain working for a minute and think about what do you have in you? What do you love doing? And I don't just mean your Disney prince or princess passion. I mean, like, I, I love doing this. I love teaching, by the way. I mean, I, I freaking love doing this kind of stuff that I'm doing right now. I identified that in my life 20 years ago. And so then I started building opportunities that would allow me to say, well, I love teaching. I love entrepreneurship. I could teach entrepreneurship. Okay. Who would I teach entrepreneurship to that could pay me? And I started just like making notes about that. Then I started reaching out and saying to my friends and family on whatever social media platform, text, email, whatever, I'm thinking about teaching what I know about entrepreneurship. Do you personally, or do you know somebody else who'd be interested in learning about one of these five or 10 things? List them out. And if you'd like to add something to the list you'd like to learn about, let me know because I'm building out some ideas. Just have the conversations. I'm not talking build an e-course. Don't go down all those paths. Just, I like doing this. Let's go to my, my existing network and just say, who'd be interested in this? Get the conversation started. You'll be surprised how quickly things start happening. Again, brother, I 100% agree. And I'd say like, while you build that community and while you're able to go to those things, that's where more inspiration happens is to where, you know, you, you collectively say something or you talk about that. Like in my case, it's like you work so hard, so hard, so hard. And we appreciate our time. And I'm always saying that to people, you know, I appreciate you. Yes, I, I appreciate this. I just realized also, Alundis, that I'm so excited about being in this moment with you that I am three minutes late for my next podcast. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll end it. Where can people find you, brother? It's super easy. Chris, I'm sorry, not my name. Groupcoachnation.com. Groupcoachnation.com. And we got everything there. If you're trying to figure out how to build your mastermind, go to groupcoachnation.com. Absolutely, brother. Well, we'll send people there. Thank you again, Chris. It was an honor to be able to talk with you today, brother. Um, hang on, hang on one more second, uh, Alondis. I just want to make sure I'm on the same page here. Um, okay. I think actually I can go, my, my administrator just said, I just moved, uh, to 1240 my time. Um, cool. So I'm, I'm set for a few more minutes. Is there anything else we need to cover here? Cause I want to make sure all you folks listening in, like, just get all the value you can. So you mentioned teaching and let's go into that real quick. So we're, we're, 
teaching about what we're passionate about and really connecting with others, um, what is one thing we can be able to put into our message that's allowing people to be able to see that personal aspect of it, but reach beyond that? So it's not something that we're just pitching, we're just selling, but that they actually believe in. So we're not getting that burnout like we were talking about. We're not, you know, going through it. And maybe in the future, yeah, you feel like, hey, you know, this is a different direction my life wants to go in. And then you're back to square one like we were talking yeah so teaching happens to be my jam i just freaking love it i love entrepreneurship i love cracking the codes and i love explaining it to people but you got to find out where the thing is everybody's going to be different some people love building websites some people love cutting grass some people love talking about animals some people love art some it's what is your passion and you're probably going to realize this is the thing i like excel at and didn't have to like choose to get up and do because i hate doing it no it's the thing you're gonna like doing and it's probably the thing that people ask you about hey you're really good at raising your freaking kids. How are you doing that? Like you might be somebody who could actually charge to teach a parenting class. I'm just saying that's like, that's how you start discovering, but you got to ask, you can figure this out in a few weeks. You just got to simply ask a bunch of people. One thing I did, Alanda, just to wrap this up, I sent out, uh, somebody recommended this to me years ago. It's such a good idea. I've done this like three or four times. Send out like 10 texts or emails to people I really trust. Say, hey, just honest feedback. I promise there'll never be any, any pushback from me. What are the top two or three things you think I'm awesome at? And what are the top two or three things you think I'm pretty sucky at and probably shouldn't be doing? So nice to get really good confirmation. Like, Chris, you shouldn't be organizing things. That's so true. I have a team for that. Chris, you should be teaching. Awesome. That makes sense to me. And get some confirmation. It gives you a lot of confidence to go forward. Man, that that's a great one, brother. And I feel like that's something as well. You know, I struggle with that. And what am I passionate about? And it was really getting to know people on a personal level, but I didn't know those things. So of course, you know, when you start working on it and you put that time in and you work with those right people, it's one of those that when it clicks, it clicks. So it was, you know, going to an event, speaking about my story and people are coming up and like, man, I really resonate with you. Or now it's putting out the podcast episode and people are like, Man, you've getting you've gotten better digging in and, and really unleashing those layers. And what I do is, you know, when I see a successful entrepreneur, it's like, all right, we'll talk business, but this podcast specifically is about recalibrating your mindset. So if I can talk to you about how to be a good dad or how to be a good husband, I'm going to ask you that question because that's something I can use um, to be better. So it's something that's coming, you know, from that personal range to where we work on it. But thank you again, brother. It was a tremendous honor to have you on. And I know in the future, we definitely will connect again and be able to talk in the future. Alundis, it's a privilege. Everybody, y'all lean in on him. He's got the stuff for you. Figure this thing out. Thank you, brother. Yo, thank you for tuning in. It's been an awesome, immense pleasure. I just wanted to let y'all know, I ain't going nowhere. So no matter what it takes, uh, I know life has changed for me. I have a second little one now. And it's really focusing on the business element and, hey, what's going to work? What's not going to work? And I know for me, what's working personally is this podcast, talking to guests, really having my own form of therapy and hashing out certain things or talking about limiting beliefs and so forth. So if I need you to do one thing, and that's going to be leave a five-star rating and review. Tell me how the podcast helped you. That's going to allow us to be able to get uh, more credibility so everybody can see, all right, you know, they're serious about recalibrating mindset. This isn't a podcast where they talk a little bit here, but not really do anything to back it up. Second thing, if you want to know everything that's happening in the Winner's Paradigm, go to thewinnersparadigm.com and subscribe to our newsletter. That way you can figure out everything that you need to know to recalibrate your mindset. And also, if you need somebody to help you do what you do best, 
take care of your podcast for you. They do all the background elements. All you do is show up, perform on game day, and be a motherfucking closer like you are. You're going to want to email me, alundis at alphainfluencemedia.com. That way you can be able to hear about podcast production. If that's one of you that just wants to slang and close deals, focus on you. I'm going to focus on doing everything to make you look good because that's just what we do over here. Peace. Not sure why they act like tools Can't win at the same time Sporting yourselves and scaling your business With me and mine When the kitchen got hot We kept it moving With us it's always